if you don't connect to the customer and get some loyalty, then you're going to be continuously shopped on price. Now, we shouldn't delude ourselves. There is not a great deal of loyalty on Amazon. Welcome to the 10K Collective podcast for six, seven, and eight-figure Amazon and e-commerce sellers, part of the amazing FBA podcast family. If you want to scale fast, target a seven-figure exit, and enjoy the process, then keep listening. Do you want to grow your business bigger and faster? A free audit of your Amazon business can help you see and avoid threats and find missed golden opportunities. I generally charge $150 or more per hour, but this would be free. You could be a reseller or a brand owner. All I ask is that you're doing a few thousand dollars a month in sales already. Just visit myamazonaudit.com, scroll down, click on Amazon Audit, and book in a time. That's M-Y-A-M-A-Z-O-N-A-U-D-I-T.com. Look forward to speaking to you on your audit. Hey, folks, welcome back to Amazing FBA. Today, we are plunging onwards with our strategic review of how to increase e-commerce sales. 10 ways to boost revenue. I'm not talking little easy hacks or tactical stuff. We're talking big picture thinking. But nevertheless, these this is a kind of checklist for you to go through and see not so much what to do straight away as where to focus your energy. So we've got how to stay out of stock, price pressure problems, relying on discounts and promotions gets very tempting when you're not making sales, but that's a really dangerous route. Capturing customer details and building relationships really hard for Amazon sellers, but possible. We've got some great, simple, practical, tactical stuff there. And connecting to customers and developing customer loyalty. So those are the problem and sort of solution areas. So that's what we're coming up today. Very practical stuff, very necessary. Let's get cracking. See you at the other end. So you need to do a couple of things, I think. Pretty simple. Number one is you don't ever want to sell at a loss unless you've got a very good reason. And that reason would be quite rationally for me. We're never going to sell this stock again because we overordered and this product shouldn't be sold in future where we're running it down and we need the cash back out in order to pay the bills. That's a sad reason or to do a better product, which is a nicer reason. But either with rational reasons, okay, sell at a loss, then that's fine by me. You have my permission, not that you were looking for it, but you don't know what I mean. But if you are going to, you know, if you're going to sell products at, that match the competition such that you lose money. That's just insane. And just don't do that if you don't have a good reason to do it. Whereas sometimes you need to slightly tweak your pricing, but you're still going to make a profit and you make more sales. Great. Sometimes you can take more profits. Again, that's a profit thing, but the pricing relates to that. I'm sorry, I keep going back to profit because you know I'm more of a profit guy than revenue guy. Next one, relying on discounts and promotions. Oh, yeah, this is a really big problem. If you are relying on discounts and promotions, you are probably absolutely killing your product, your profit margin. And again, that's more of a profit problem than a sales problem. But I'm mentioning it now because you need to find better ways to drive sales. If you're trying to gain market share in an initial push or because there's some finite end to that gaining process, then you can do this, no problem. But if you're trying to gain market share or drive revenue and there's no particular reason why this will finish as a process. I mean, your competition is going to keep going against you. If you're not a new product to the marketplace, then I would say discounts and promotions are very dodgy ground because if you've got pretty thin profit margins already in that, you know, let's say your profit margins for your business is 
for your business as a whole, you know, operating income, let's say that without interest. Well, actually, let's include interest. Let's say pre-tax profit. If you have to pay interest, then it's real money. Let's say it's 10%. Well, okay, if you take, if you reduce your revenue by 10% by doing violent discounts on a few product lines, you could very easily be running at break even without even realizing it. And that's, there's no point in doing that unless there's a really seriously good reason, in my opinion. And just most of us can't afford that unless you're venture back. That's going to be a very different business model. Okay. Final thing. Two things about the customer relationship, which kind of, kind of belongs before you make a sale, but I mean, it's, it's repeat sales and repeat revenue, which come from, you know, the, the lifetime customer value, which is really, really hard to judge or control on Amazon. But whether it's on Amazon or your own direct consumer marketplace, here's the thing. I'm not marketplace sales site. If you don't connect to the customer and get some loyalty, then you're going to be continuously shocked on price. Now, we shouldn't delude ourselves. There is not a great deal of loyalty on Amazon, in my opinion. And I think people who've been in the business for generations, you know, or not literally one person can't be in for generations, but who come from families that have run for generations, you know, say the same thing to me that they don't really see a great deal of loyalty on Amazon, but they see enough of a difference in loyalty that you can influence that. So I think you got to do everything you can. I mean, I think you can you know, tactically, you can use some kind of loyalty program. By the way, you can't do that on Amazon itself. Obviously, you can if you're on Shopify or your own D2C site, but you can <clears throat> capture emails and we'll talk about that out somewhere else, but capture emails and then offer some discount codes, right? So that is not a terrible place to get a discount. Why is that? Why is that different from offering a discount up front to people who are out there and buying from you for the first time? I'll give you a second to think. Answer is because you've already paid to acquire them. If they're on your email list, it doesn't cost you any money. Well, minus some overhead for running an email list, but per email sent, it doesn't cost you any money. So there is no incremental cost to your sales offer, right? As opposed to the cost of acquiring them in the first place. So you can afford to do a discount here and do them a deal and still come out with a profit because you're not paying those crippling Amazon ad costs, right? So that's one thing you can do. You can also offer bonuses. You could offer, you know, digital products. You could cross sell to that for that matter. If you're really, you know, going absolutely nuts, you can sell people who you got on Amazon if you can get them off Amazon in some way. And there's lots of ways of doing that. And we'll talk about that in a second. You can actually, you know, do affiliate marketing. There's no reason why you can't make them a relevant offer as long as it's within GDPR legislation. I'm not going to go down that rubber hole of a related type of product that isn't on Amazon, isn't a physical product, but is really useful to them. For example, if you sold somebody some dog supplements, yes, they might want a dog training book from a well-known dog trainer, and you could come up with a deal with them. And if you've got an email list, you can market to them. So that brings me to the final problem, which I should have put first, which is if you don't have a good way of catching leads on it, or if you sell on Amazon, you don't have the customer details. Well, the solution is, you know, you need to, you know, implement I would say target, targeting what I've got written here, and that was produced by AI, so it's not the greatest solution. Implement targeted marketing campaigns to reach customers outside of Amazon. Well, yeah, kind of. I would say specifically, use your e-commerce site not only to make sales, or not even necessarily if you sell on Amazon, not even primarily to make sales. Your website's probably most valuably used to capture leads through email marketing. So if you offer something for free, in return for getting a lead or you offer a, a discount code, maybe at least you've got a lead, but you know, whatever it is, people are probably going to look Google you at some point 
in the sales, what do you call it, the customer journey or the sales process, the, the research process before they buy your product. The more expensive your product is, by the way, the more likely they are to do that. Also, if it goes in or on your body, especially to do with children as well, or babies, people tend to be more risk averse, naturally enough, and do a bit more research. So your website will probably show up in the Google search. They'll probably look for it. That is a great opportunity to do lead capture. You can do lots of things, free PDF, uh, you know, so offering them guidance. That's good. Still works, not as powerful as it was. You could offer them a discount, but you got to think this through because if somebody doesn't know you from Adam, doesn't trust you yet, a discount's a bit premature. And you just need to, you know, stand back from the digital marketing and just think about normal sales relationships. And if you've never been a salesperson in the real world, why would you have done? You wouldn't necessarily have done that. Just think about your experience as a consumer. If you walked into a shop, you wouldn't necessarily expect them to say, hi, buy some stuff, 10% off. That's too early. They might say something like, hi, what are you looking for? Can I help you? So a chooser of some kind on your website could be really useful. You know, what is it you're looking for? Baby clothes, baby shoes, baby nutrition products. If you're in babies, for example, yeah. If it's dogs, you know, is it little, small dogs, large dogs, medium dogs? Are you looking for dog collars or clothing, or is it supplements and, and food, for example? You get the idea? And then once you've got them onto, you know, roughly, you know what they're looking for, you can offer them a guide, a really guidance. Hey, can I help you? I recommend you don't get that for a large dog because it's not really suitable. This is more suitable for a medium dog. Or, you know, once they're onto a product detail page, yeah, maybe it's appropriate to offer them a discount code because they are now more specifically interested. You get the idea. So, this is a whole marketing funnel stuff, and I'm just touching on the basics. But what I'm saying is, if you neglected this up to now, I don't think you should, because getting that email lead doesn't just mean, oh, maybe one day fluffily in some way I can make use of that for marketing. No, no, no. It means you've got somebody who you can market to and you can sell them stuff on Amazon. Just because your email is your marketing channel does not mean your sales channel has to be your site. And let's face it, if your website has 2% conversion rate and your email so your Amazon product listing has a 30% conversion rate, well, which is the best place to sell them. Send them if you want to actually you know, make some revenue. I'm not saying long-term you wouldn't want to build a brand, but this is this whole episode is predicated on the idea that you know, we're in e-commerce sales decline. So if you want to get sales, I would bank the money personally, being an Amazon-focused guy. Of course, if your Shopify site is working beautifully for you and you hate Amazon, then you can ignore that and go ahead and sell them on Shopify. But the point is this. Capturing customer details means you can market to them and then they can buy where the heck ever you sell them and send them. And by the way, consumers have choices. If you send somebody from an email marketing list to your website, they may trust your brand enough to buy your product, but they may not trust your company to deliver the product in a, a timely and, and guaranteed way. And they'd have a bloody good point, excuse my French, because Amazon is amazing at fulfillment. Amazing. The Royal Mail, which has existed for probably longer than the US has existed as a nation, let's face it, they've had, what, three centuries to get their act together? They still can't deliver letters. Uh, they still about 1% failure rate to you know, inaccuracy rate, which is, you know, if you sell 10,000 units a month, that, that's a lot of angry people. That's not good. So Amazon's amazing at FBA. And so for that reason alone, and the fact that people have Prime accounts, they'll often default to buying stuff on Amazon. I do that all the time. Sometimes I buy directly from an e-commerce site, but I often find it a painful process and they often then at checkout tell me that it's going to be really late and all that stuff. Now, I'm not a direct-to-consumer consultant, so I'm not going to tell you how to do that, but yeah, accept the fact that even if you send them to your website, people are often going to buy on Amazon anyway. So if all you have is a website that has a good blog and has some good marketing videos and helps create a professional feel for your brand that people know, like, and trust you, 
and it has lead capture and you haven't got any e-commerce capability at all, but you sell on Amazon, I still think that website can be a massive asset for you. And if you haven't been exploiting it in an efficient way and you're spending time and money on it and wondering why you're bothering, now is the time to monetize that sucker, right? It's an indirect monetization at the top of the funnel. Here's a fluffy brand experience and the bottom of the funnel, give me money now on Amazon are both important things, but what you're not doing is connecting the two. So if that's you, then middle of the funnel is about lead capture, lead nurture, and then converting those leads into customers. And that's one huge opportunity. Do you want to grow your business bigger and faster? A free audit of your Amazon business can help you see and avoid threats and find missed golden opportunities. I generally charge $150 or more per hour, but this would be free. You can be a reseller or a brand owner. All I ask is that you're doing a few thousand dollars a month in sales already. Just visit myamazonaudit.com, scroll down, click on Amazon Audit and book in a time. That's M-Y-A-M-A-Z-O-N-A-U-D-I-T.com. Look forward to speaking to you on your audit. And the beautiful news, I mean, in a world of pain and you know, economic pain, I mean, as well as wars and sales decline order, which is quite depressing. The beautiful thing I'll leave you with is this, like an email list still has amazing return on investment. If you put money into even um, buying in a, a professional copywriter to work for you and you've got a decent list and you've got a, some kind of relationship with them, you should be able to get a really huge return on that. This is by no means my own solution here, but I do think that, you know, that's, that is a big part of the picture is be efficient to sweat your assets as people put it in the acquisition world. If you have an email list, make great use of them. If you have a website, use it to build your email list. And yeah, you can build other lists. I mean, if you can persuade somebody to give you a mobile number to do SMS marketing, great. But SMS marketing is going to cost you every single time you send there. And email text can be really good. Expensive. I mean, so yeah, by all means, do that, do everything, but you know, start with the obvious stuff. So quick recap, okay? So I'm not sure how many strategies that we've got, but let's go over this. So number one, problem, delusion, all right? Sales delusion. I mean, if you think that your sales are declining because everyone hates you, go and look at the market. If the market share is the market is shrinking, your market share is about the same, that is why your sales are declining. Solution is take market share, you know, see the truth and take the market share as well. Sorry, I'm typing whilst recording, which is a terrible crime, but I just want to get this done for you and out there because done is better than perfect, as they say. Second one is demographics delusion. You may feel you're selling to, you know, some sexy segment or something and your, your photography may reflect that customer avatar, but the other people buying off you are completely different. So the solution is, you know, know who your customer is really, and that's hard to do on Amazon. You may need to talk to people. You may need to serve them. You may need to talk to people, email them, anything you can do. Problem number three, keeping up with consumer preferences that are changing. Number three, stay on top of that, you know, with your market research. Number four, problems differentiating from your competitors. I mean, yeah, my goodness, when when is that not a problem? But it's particularly acute. Conduct market research, talk to customers, validate products, especially using PickFu. Great, great tool. Pretty cheap way of doing it. Develop a strong brand identity and a unique value proposition. And that's very generic, but make sure it is unique and make sure it really resonates with your customer. It's not about what you feel about it. It's about the people who are going to give you money. How do they feel about it? Okay. Number five problem, intense competition. Solution is 
the equation cost of acquiring a customer versus the average order value. You can't always reduce the cost of acquiring a customer, but you need to drive that average order value up by all the ways we talked about bundling, value proposition, et cetera. So you need to increase the price basically, bundle or value. So again, as like I said, could be, you know, double concentrate for one and a half times the price. And if you are paying, you know, uh, the same amount of money for a click to get that sale, then you're going to make more money. The consumer's got double the concentrate, so it'll last for twice as long for one and a half times the price of the normal product. That still works, right? So adding value isn't always adding more stuff, which is good because that means your price costs stay about the same, maybe a little bit more for the liquid that's going in the bottle in this case. But you get the idea. Okay, after you make revenue, the problem number six, going out of stock, which everyone does to a degree, but make sure you in implement an inventory management system, use data analytics, borrow or invest to get deep stock in bestsellers if you can. And above all, remember supplier credit if you want some credit that's free. Problem number seven, price pressure. This is a generic problem on Amazon. I mean, it's there all the time. So what I mean, solution, dynamic pricing, see profit gaps, and then also, you know, see above, you need to differentiate very, very clearly. Otherwise, you will they'll have no reason to buy for anything other than low price, and then you lose on price. Problem number eight, relying on discounts. You can do this for a launch if you want, but don't do it ongoing because you are going to lose your shirt. Number nine, repeat revenue issues. Number nine is connection to the customer. That's really hard to do. I think the solution is to getting customer loyalty. In fact, I'm going to flip these two rounds. So the problem number nine really should have been connect, capturing customer details and building relationships. We've talked about that. And, you know, basically I would say, if you want to get it to a nutshell, use your um, brand website, not as a, not as primarily an e-commerce channel necessarily. I mean, that's fine. Do that by all means, but especially obsess about using it as a, as getting from brand awareness to capturing a lead such you can nurture that lead and lead capture. So email, getting it, their email exchange for something, PDF, a discount. We talked about when and where. And then nurturing the heck out of that lead. I mean, you can have an, an email sequence that's 50 emails long. As long as it goes out over a cost of a year, they won't feel too hassled. If it's like once a day or once every two days, it might be, you know, unsubscribe time. But you can really do a lot with that. If you just, it's like, you know, water wearing in a stone. It's amazingly powerful. I've only scratched the surface myself, but I've got enough experience of email marketing working to know that it's super powerful. Like even little old me gets about $8 per subscriber revenue um, from my email list, if I had like 10 times the size of the list, that would already be making some serious money. So, you know, it works. And then number 10 problem, connection to the customer, especially if you're on Amazon. Solution is great customer service, personalized experience and loyalty programs. And again, you don't have to be on the direct to consumer site to offer a loyalty program. You don't. What you need is an email list. Again, email list. You can get an SMS list. And if you can afford to pay for the SMS marketing, the open rates are amazing, like SMS as in text messages, um, you know, 90% open rates. And if you don't overdo it and you do it the right way, which is a specialist thing, that could be amazing, but that's going to cost you. And that's more speculative. So if in doubt, start with email. So sorry, that was such a long episode. And it's a, it's a big old overview of the situation. So this is more a sort of menu of choices or a sort of, what's the word? Not a thought experiment. What's the word? What I'm trying to do is guide you to think macro to micro and just look at each stage and go through this in a monthly management meeting with, with your uh, board of, of, you know, kitchen table cabinet as 
as Scott G puts it, what's his name? Scott Galloway talks about his kitchen cabinet. So if you don't have one of those, join the mastermind. If you're not in there already, because that's exactly what you can do. You can just like sit there month by month and go, right, I've got this big stuff to think about. Should I sell in America, guys? Like, is it good? Who sells in America here? What are the pros? What are the cons? Okay. That's a big picture thing. Should I, you know, how do I find out who's buying from me? You know, I think it's men in their twenties buying the supplement because they go to the gym. But I'm seeing a lot of when I get reviews are from, you know, ladies in their fifties with period pains or something. Who knows? And so on and so forth. So you've got 10 points here. You could, you know, basically bash through them and think, well, where is the sweet spot for me and strategic level? What am I excited about? What are we good at? Are we good at import export? Are we okay? We're just going, right. Let's just go into the US, et cetera. Right. So be mindful of the fact that if you don't get the strategic level stuff right, and I think that's where I win. I'd often give this, this, the most simple advice to my clients is seemed over the years to be what's made them the most profit. And often it's stuff like sell in Germany, sell in the US, stop selling those products. You know, so this is big picture stuff. It's a bit fluffy. It's a bit annoying. And I'm sorry, it's not tactical and just actionable. And look, maybe this sort of podcast doesn't fly these days. Maybe it needs to be all tactical stuff. But I promise you, this is from a lot of experience now in this industry. And this is what I'm seeing. This is the big picture stuff that you got to got to think through and sort through. And if you can, I really think this is the way that you're going to be last man standing. Last person standing. And if that's you, this is where you win big guys, right? 2023, 24 can be rough, rough years for e-commerce. I think for the economy generally, but specifically e-commerce, really rough, I'm afraid. But on the other side of it, I think there's going to be the biggest opportunity to grab market share in the history of e-commerce because it's a pretty young industry. It wasn't really a thing when the Great Recession happened in 2008, 9, 10. Not well, it was, but very, very small. So we've relied on the market itself growing for so long. And everyone said, oh, look, e-commerce is the big picture for e-commerce. Look, here's a line that goes up 12 to 15% per year annual growth in, in the US. I think that story is changing. I mean, not entirely, not in the US, but more and more it's becoming about market share. And the best way to get market share is for your competition to disappear because they will go bankrupt or leave the market because they're not making a profit and can't afford to keep selling at a loss. So... Don't sell at a loss. That's the next podcast. But also keep your sales up by being willing to wrestle with this stuff. Right. Enough ranting for me. Next podcast is about how to drive profits because it's one thing to drive sales, but if you've got no profits, you're still dead in the water. And that's even worse and even more common. I'm seeing even more of that from the businesses I'm reviewing, which I absolutely hate as an investor or an acquirer. There's no way on the earth that I'm willing to buy a business that's growing its revenue 10%. And growing its profit, sorry, this growing its revenue 50% and growing its profit 10%. I mean, that's, that's out of whack. I mean, no way. What's going to happen next year? You're going to double your revenue and your profit's going to go backwards. I mean, of course, that's, that's terrible. We don't want that. That's not a sellable business. So we talked about revenue. We're going to have to talk about profit, but for now, I'm going to shut up because this has gone on for long enough. Thank you so much for listening. Speak to you in the next podcast. Do you want to grow your Amazon business bigger or faster? I bet you do. If so, a free audit of your Amazon business can help you see and avoid threats and find some golden missed opportunities. Generally, I charge at least $150 an hour these days for my time, but this is free. You can be a reseller or a brand owner. All I ask is that you're doing at least a few thousand dollars a month in sales. If you are, 
Just go to myamazonaudits.com, scroll down, click on Amazon Audit and book in a time and we'll see each other on a Zoom call. That's M-Y-A-M-A-Z or Z-O-N-A-U-D-I-T dot com. Thank you very much for listening and I hope to see you on a call soon. Thanks for listening to the 10K Collective podcast for six and seven figure Amazon sellers. I really hope you found the show helpful to you. Please don't forget to subscribe to the show. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, please do leave us a quick star rating. It will take you all of 30 seconds to do it, but it does mean we can be found by and help many more e-commerce business builders. I wish you fast and profitable scaling, and I hope you enjoy the process of building your seven-figure Amazon business. Thanks very much for listening.